Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Que cosa sucede? Ni hao, priviet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. We have a terrific show for you today with an amazing guest, professional golfer, professional speed golfer, Anna Minami is our guest. Anna is an alumni of Kansas University and calls herself the running pro golfer and she competes in speed golf, a sport that uses all the basic elements of traditional golf, but the competitors run from hole to hole, adding a much harder physical aspect to the sport. Anna was the 2019 W. Angle Extreme Golf World Champion and on today's episode, she chats about her golf beginnings and her most memorable experiences as a Kansas Jayhawk. Anna compares the differences between traditional golf and speed golf. And finally, she shares with us how practicing for speed golf has helped her mentally by not overthinking. I had a lot of fun on this conversation with Anna. She has a fantastic personality and I learned a lot because I knew very little of speed golf before. She's a tremendous talent in the sport and is someone who I admire immensely and I'm, I'm super stoked to see what 2021 holds because uh, she is no doubt headed for many successes. A later driver on the show, so let's go ahead and welcome professional golfer Anna Minami and let's learn. You began golf at a young age, so what do you remember about those early days? Um, well, my parents love golf, so yeah. I honestly just remember going to the course with them a lot. So up until I was 13 years old, I lived in Europe, right? So I remember walking the course all the time. And you know how there's no golf carts in Europe, because it's just not a thing. So I was, and I remember mostly being in Switzerland playing golf. And it was, our course was really hilly. It's like in the mountain. But it was beautiful. I had a lot of fun. While living in America, you attended college at Kansas. So what are the first memories that come to mind? Just when I say one word, one word only, and that's Jayhawk. Or even one phrase, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Uh, the basketball games. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Since I was a student athlete, I could go to the games easily and it was definitely worth it. I uh, wouldn't call myself a basketball fan until I went to KU and I just love, yeah, I love the Jayhawks now. <laughs> what was it that prompted you to transfer to Kansas? What was it about going to Kansas as a school that intrigued you? Um, so actually I knew a lot of the girls that were on the team. Mm -hmm. Some of them went to the, we went to the same high school together in okay. South Carolina and the assistant coach there, she married my swing coach from high school. Oh, so okay. yeah, he helped me out a lot and it was just the perfect fit for me. You are a professional golfer. One thing that you compete on is speed golfing. This is something that was new to me. I hadn't heard about too much. So when did you first hear about speed golfing and when did you decide to give it a try? So I first heard about it. In 2018, at the time I was on a TV show and the announcer for that TV show, she was a speed golf champion. And I was like, what is speed golf? And so Japan, every year there's a Japan speed golf open that's mm -hmm. held in December. So I decided to try out for it that December. And wow, it was, it was hard. I thought just being a golfer was good enough, but you have to actually train for it. So <laughs> that was a lot that? of fun. Wow. <laughs> what are some of the extra challenges that come with speed golfing? I mean, I know obviously you're going to have to run to it as well, but what were some of the surprising things after you got home, after your first competition, when you sat down and like, wow, that was really difficult because of? So strategy, it plays a huge part in speed golf. So you can only take a max of seven clubs. Mm -hmm. And so you have to know what clubs you want to hit, but also 
avoid places that take time. So like the bunkers, the, I don't know, where you put your speed golf bag around the green. Um, there's, yeah, there's a lot of strategy involved in speed golf. So I found it very interesting. Is it traditionally the same courses that are used or, and is it also the, the same time frame as far as 18 holes? Yes. Um, it's a normal golf course mm-hmm. and we play 18 holes. So nonstop. So the best speed golfers, they can break an hour for 18 holes. So they like, probably time-wise are like 40-something minutes and their score is like 70-something. It's ridiculous. They're so good. How do you make sure that when you're in, a, in an event that is putting emphasis on speed, that you are cognizant of that and you're going fast, but at the same time, you're not rushing and you're still taking the time needed for each shot? That is definitely the challenge. My last speed golf event this past December, I, this was the first time I actually trained as a runner. So mm-hmm. I was really fast. I, was, like, I wasn't tired at all running. But then my golf, on the other hand, suffered tremendously mm-hmm. because I, all, all I was thinking about was going fast. But then you have to, it's, a, it's an important balance to play well, but also be fast. As you're training and to become faster as a runner, was that on top of your existing golf practice or was that in place of? So I actually started working with a, another fellow speed golfer, but he's also a running coach in Australia. So he sent me a like running training guide. So I, I still had my normal golf practice, my normal golf routine, but in the mornings or whenever I could, I would train for running. So just go out and run as much as I could. You mentioned that you can only choose, was it seven clubs? Yes, seven clubs. Normally I take around five, six, but it really depends on the course. And for the women, we tee off from the red tees. So Mm. I really, I never take driver. I just hit my school. What was the toughest club to omit where you you, you got it down, you had to choose between one or the other. What was the toughest one to get rid of? I think I always want to try and take a longer iron, like a five iron. But I mean, honestly, it's not really necessary. I should just yeah. lay up and just yeah. go from there. But sometimes I just want to go in for it at, on two, like for short par five, for example. Yeah. But yeah, I decide not to take it. <laughs> yeah. Mentally, how do you make sure that you're in the right frame of mind for a tournament? So I'm asking not just on the day of, but also during the week, what are some of the mental practices that you use to improve your mindset? Honestly, because I've been playing golf my whole life, right? Mm-hmm. The biggest thing for me is just trusting myself and believing in myself, which seems like an easy thing to say. But I don't know. When you're around so many good players, it's easy to try and compare yourself to others. But for me, I just have to focus on my own game and just trust it. What about focusing on the shot and the hole at hand? Because you already mentioned it's, it's difficult to not look at somebody else, but how about just comparing yourself? Whether it be the last shot you took, maybe it didn't go to plan, or maybe it did go to plan, it was a great shot. How do you eliminate all the distractions and focus on the shot or hole at hand? Um, so I just try and tell myself, keep it very simple, have one or two swing thoughts, and that's it. That's all I keep in mind throughout the shot and just stay committed. If, I, if there's any doubt, I try and back off and go through my routine again, routine again, but yeah, just commit to the shot. It's the most important thing. Other athletes that I've talked to who think of the same philosophy as far as focus on just the small things that you can control, they sometimes have trigger words or trigger thoughts. Do you have anything that you use to snap yourself back if your mind is straying or if you're thinking a negative thought? Um, 
normally I would hum a song, mm. whatever song that comes to mind and just, okay. but it doesn't happen all the time. Like I can't just force a song. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but that normally helps me a lot. Interesting. Very tough year for athletes. So first of all, how is it handling the emotional struggles that come with just not being able to compete as much as you want? Because I know that's something that you love and it's a passion for. And when that's taken away, it can be, can be devastating. So I'm very lucky that I play golf because golf is actually booming right now since COVID because since golf is considered a natural form of social distancing. Yeah. So I've been really lucky, even though I didn't have many tournaments to play, play my round lessons were crazy popular in Japan. So I would play golf every day with different people. And I mean, we had no problems at all. I was just happy to have a job. <laughs> What about just the uncertainty that comes with things being scheduled and changed and canceled and you know, you're planning for an event and it gets postponed or canceled? How did you handle those small frustrations? I honestly, last year was the year where I just decided to change a lot of things. So I got new clubs. I decided to go through a pretty big swing change. Um, I'm studying to get my teaching license next month. So I've been keeping myself busy and trying to work on myself and just, yeah, I think that was the perfect time for me to just focus on other things. It seems like it takes a lot of confidence and introspection to change your swing because that's something you've been doing forever. How do you have the confidence to, to trust yourself that this is the right move? Because that could be a big change that you're doing. Well, last year was definitely my trial and error year. Because, okay. I mean, the tournaments I did play in, I played horrible and just, I just could not trust my swing at all. And it just felt really weird. I'm finally slowly getting back to where I want to be. But I mean, I see a lot of positives. I've definitely gained distance. Um, I, so I have very low ball spin on my ball. So my, before my ball would not stop on the greens at all. But now they're stopping more and I can, they're more accurate. So I just need to continue working on it and just not give up. Yeah. One thing I love about you is you have an incredibly diverse and multicultural background. How do you feel that living in multiple countries growing up, how do you feel that that has changed your life or enhanced your life? And do you feel that you've taken things from each country that you've lived in? I definitely became very open-minded. Mm -hmm. um, so when people ask me where I'm from, I always have a hard time answering that because I really <laughs> don't know. I'm like European, American, Japanese, but I, I love it. I am very um, open to many different cultures. And I mean, I love traveling. I love meeting new people. And yeah, I, I loved it. I'm so lucky I got to live that life. <laughs> what are your favorite memories when you think back to living in Europe, especially Switzerland? Aside from golf. So when I was in Switzerland, every weekend I would go skiing with my best friend. Wonderful. And we even went to ski camp where we would just ski for seven days straight. And I mean, it was amazing. Wow. It was definitely a fond memory here. <laughs> I'm always curious because there's many to choose from. What was your favorite lake in Switzerland? I don't know, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I was in Geneva, so I guess Lake Geneva, but okay. <laughs> I honestly don't. Yeah, I don't know. Have you been to Lucerne? Yes. That's my favorite lake. Okay, yeah, that's, that's very beautiful too. You've traveled around the world. Which are the locations as a traveler that stand out in your mind? 
Oh, uh, hmm. I don't know. I I loved Australia. Um, I haven't been to New Zealand yet. That's on my bucket list. Um, I played golf in Vietnam, and that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed Korea a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just enjoyed everywhere I went. <laughs> How about specifically then for food, which is the one place if you go to travel anywhere for food, where would you go back to? Oh, that's hard because I think because I grew up in so many different places, I just, I can eat anything. I mean, I stayed with my Thai teammate in Thailand and I love Thai food. Okay. I don't even mind the spice, but yeah, I love Vietnamese food. Anything really. (laughs) I can eat anything. (laughs) Yeah. What can... Japanese. (laughs) Okay, perfect. What can visitors to your YouTube channel expect? So my management company encouraged me to start YouTube in 2018, I believe. And I was all for it, but I didn't realize how much time and energy goes into making <laughs> yeah. those videos. Yeah. And I did everything myself. Yeah. And that was doing when I had a full season on tour. So it was, it was challenging, but I still, I, eventually I really do want to make YouTube my main, my main focus. So I don't know, maybe starting next year or something, I will focus more on YouTube and it'll be about golf and speed golf but it'll be fun so that not only golfers can enjoy it so anyone can enjoy that's the plan what's been your favorite book of the last year so i definitely love reading a lot and actually that was a good question because i've been really into mary kondo lately which is really embarrassing but i've been going crazy right now just organizing my stuff and sewing away or donating stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but that's been my thing lately. <laughs> well, well, has there been a sense of relief then of getting rid of some things and minimalizing? Yes, I mm-hmm. love it because I feel like I'm naturally indecisive when it comes to things. But mm-hmm. Unless you're running. By, Unless right. you're running on a golf course, yeah. Right, I have no choice, right? <laughs> <laughs> but doing this decluttering and throwing away stuff, you know, it taught me how to, you know, be more decisive and realize what I want, what I don't want. So I feel like that's been a big help for me. This has been awesome. What are your social media handles so people can follow you and stay up to date? So they're all under Golfer Mini, basically. So Golfer and then M-I-N-I, because that's my nickname. Mm -hmm. And I have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, but Instagram and you, Instagram is my main right now. Yeah. So you can follow me there. <laughs> In a utopic situation, what are your future goals, projects, plans for 2021? I'm going to get the teaching license next month. So I've been studying on that. And then I will... I still don't really know what tournaments I have planned because of COVID. It's still kind of unsure, but I will, I'm still focused. I'm still set on qualifying for the Japan LPGA and the US LPGA. So hopefully that happens because last year, all of that got canceled. So (laughs) Uh, that's the plan. What is the qualification for the American LPGA? So it's called Q school. Mm -hmm. So there's three stages of qualifying. 
And so the first stage is normally in August and it's in uh, Palm Springs, California, when it's like 110 degrees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then second stage is in Florida in like October, I believe. Yeah, and the final stage is right after. So it's, I mean, there's a cut after each stage. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's really challenging. Yeah. It's very tough, but yeah, I just have to train for it. <laughs> in your pursuit of LPGA, and that's something that you are interested in as well, does speed golfing, does that hinder your training at all for LPGA? Or or do you feel that they are similar enough to where if you're getting a lot of speed golfing and you're still getting enough regular training for LPGA? So I definitely got a lot of criticism for me doing speed golf because they're like, you should focus on golf, not speed golf. But honestly, to me, doing speed golf, I believe helped my golf because I don't, think when I do speed golf I just run up and hit right and I felt like I needed that in regular golf because I feel like I think too much and I like that. just mentally I'm always so hard on myself in regular golf so I really needed that kind of speed yeah. golf element and plus it made me more motivated to train as a runner for example for example so I mean I still work out a lot and I still play golf so hmm. I mean I think it helped a lot I like that. It's almost like you, it taught you to trust your trust yourself and not overthink things. I think that's a, a great tool. Right. And even when I play golf now, like sometimes I would just run up to the next shot just so I would forget because it, it does help me forget. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I think it does help. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Anna. Make sure to give her a follow on Instagram, golfer underscore mini. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. Aviento.